everybody. My Hello. name is Micah McCaw. My name is Jordan McCaw, and this is the McCaw Podcast Universe. And this podcast exists for a very specific reason, and it exists to prove people wrong when, when they, they say sequels are never better than the originals. And we are covering our most anticipated series of all time because we get asked about this so often. People here, they, they go, oh, you have a podcast. Have you done Fast and the Furious? Or, oh, I listen to your podcast. Did you guys do Fast and the Furious? And if so, when are you going to do it? Or I've even heard, I don't care if you guys cover it, but I'd just love to hear what you think about Fast and the Furious. Wild. Wild. And so here we are taking hours of our time out of our lives to watch, so far, two pretty bad movies <laughs> that I just can't understand how it gets to wherever people claim it gets to. Yeah, this movie is bad. Yeah. And the first movie, so the first movie was like, I found it to be pretty bad, but it's in the fun zone and it's in the lens of like, okay, early 2000s action movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this one though was really bad. Oh, it was missing. I mean, a bit reason why it was not good is it was missing one big thing. One big man. No, it was missing family. It, yes, and that is a theme that... So I, I just was thinking about this as we were watching the movie and trying to process what we're going to talk about and stuff, that we have such a specific lens of this movie because we're not like the people who first saw it who may have thought like, oh, that was just not a good sequel. Um, we have the lens of we've seen all the trailers for all the other movies. and For we, years. Yeah, and we kind of know what people have told us. I've heard podcasts about like future episodes and stuff like that, so I kind of know where this goes. So we have this weird lens where we just haven't seen it. I have a question. But we know where it goes. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to How Did This Get Made in a really long time, but you know, yeah. do you know if they've ever covered any of these movies? Well, those were the ones I'd listened to. Oh, okay. Do, is that like a big event for them to do a fast movie? Yeah. Is it a big live event usually that they do? No. Oh, okay. Just curious. They they would have Adam Scott on, and they would do. That's right. That's what I'm. That's what I was remembering. Uh huh. Because I've listened to the Triple X one. Right. Yeah. Which is probably not too different. May, maybe those are not as well reviewed as the more recent yeah. Fast and Furious movies. Um. But yeah, so we just have this very specific lens of, you know, like when this movie starts and we see Ludacris, it's like, whoa, he's in this this early? I didn't know that. Yeah. When we see Tyrese, it's like, oh, he's in this this early? Whoa, I didn't know that. And then watching the whole movie and being like, I wonder when Vin Diesel's going to show up, right? We're like halfway through and it's like, so they're going to have to put in the call, right? Get him to come down here. Where's yeah. Michelle Rodriguez? And they're not in the movie. And it's, yeah. it's just kind of like, what is this? Yeah. And so this one, so we exist to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than we already the said that. I know. Um, but this movie is like a classic, like, 90s example of a sequel. Where Did it's this like, come out in the 90s? No. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Where, where it's like, okay, we have a sequel. We got the actors we could get. And what we're going to do, we're going to go to a new location. Yeah. Big check mark. And we're going to try and make it like way bigger and way better. But we're going to invent things that don't even exist. <laughs> but it's still like this movie takes place in our world. Yeah. But at the same time, from what I can gather, this almost feels like 
this is this is like they they're doing the Hobbit thing. They're jumping in the barrels and they're going down the river so that like this movie is limping so that the rest of the franchise can just zoom on by and become what it becomes. Why do you say that about the Hobbit though? Because nothing good has come after that. No, but no. Uh, what I'm saying is this movie kind of jumps the shark. Sure. On what this series could yeah. be, and I and think jumping it early. Yeah, for for a series that everyone's like. You know, they talk about when it hits five, it gets crazy. I'm like, no, 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 two, it gets insane. Well, what's interesting, too, is that these movies are coming out before franchises are really a thing to, as that we as we know them today. Mm-hmm. So it's just like perplexing that there are more movies. There are nine of them now and spinoffs. Yeah. Based on the two movies I've seen, like if these came out today, they would have scrapped it. Or if it was Warner Brothers, they probably would have been scrambling to make anything good talking about dc but oh, yeah okay I, it's just confusing that they continue to make me well i guess it's not because i know that they make money yeah but it is confusing yeah it really is because it would be like the series that we're covering on uh the patreon right now speed it would be like if they said like okay you know after they make two movies and then they're like let's make this like the next big yeah. big thing we're gonna make a speed movie every two years like, huh? Yeah. But that's what this is. Yeah. Um, so as you can tell, we thought this movie wasn't good. But one thing that I love about it is that it starts this weird, very specific, very stupid thing that I've always secretly loved about this series, which is this title thing that they have going oh, it's for the them. Craziest title drop I've ever seen in my life. Well, no, I'm not even talking I'm talking oh, about the okay. title itself. Because you have, oh, okay, yeah, you have okay. the Fast and the Furious, and then this one's Too Fast, Too Furious, which even when I was a kid, I mean, this would have come out when I was like a third grader, or, or maybe a fifth fifth grader, and I thought, what a dumb title for a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and They um, can't do that. Yeah, so I was like, that's really silly, but then when the next movie comes out, like this sets the template of all the movies have to either be a play on the number... Mm-hmm. Or they just cannot follow, like, it It can never be the Fast and the Furious 10. Yeah. Like, that can't happen. They no. always have to do something weird. And I love that about it. It's so stupid. It's so convoluted. <laughs> like and I love it. one day they're going to run out of combi- <laughs> combinations. <laughs> yeah. You just know it. Well, and, and it's even, like... To the extent of they have a spinoff, and they don't call it Hobbs and Shaw. They call it Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, get out of here. Like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. And I kind of love that. <laughs> so this sets that template. But what I will say, though, craziest title drop in a movie I've ever seen. It was crazy. And I can't even describe it. You just have to watch it. It's, it's wild. Mike and I were laughing out loud. Well, we because can describe like, it. Well, it's just a bunch of... Okay, fine. I guess to describe <laughs> it is a bunch of neon lights come zipping like, in the screen. And then it's like, too fast, too fast. And then it takes a long time to leave. Yeah. It was wild. It was very funny. I, I And before of, that, remember the Universal logos? Like, yeah. It's like I starts lo- spinning I around. I loved it. And it turns into like I the chrome on a tire. Yeah. I was like, what is this already? I know. So let's talk about who directed this movie. It's a man named John Singleton. And he was, he's since passed, but he is, he was like a pretty big director. 
Um, his first movie was Boys in the Hood, mm-hmm. and he was the first African American to ever be nominated for Best Picture. Wow! And he was the youngest director to ever be nominated. Wow! For Best Do you Picture. know how old he was? Oh, I should have looked that's, that up. That's okay. Um, he also did the the remake of Shaft, not the one that came out like a couple years ago, but the one with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Um, a movie called Baby Boy. I mean, I'm like completely. I don't know his filmography. Uh-huh. Total blind spot for me. This I. Th- I think this is the only movie of his I've seen. Yeah. And unfortunately, his last movie is the Taylor Lautner failed movie, Abduction. Yeah. So, but he did direct some episodes of TV that were well-received after that. But his last movie was Abduction. Uh, The screenplay is by Michael Brandt and Derek Haas. And they both did 310 to Yuma remake and Wanted in addition to this movie. Okay. And then they have the story by credit, but also the guy who wrote the last movie has a story by credit, uh, Gary Scott Thompson. Okay. The cinematographer is Matthew F. Leonetti, who did Poltergeist, like Mm. the Poltergeist, uh, Fast Times at uh, Ridgemont High, Rush Hour 2, and a ton of other movies. Which, by the way, I did not know that Fast Times at Ridgemont High is directed by a woman, which nope. makes me a little more interested to see it because I thought it was, it looks like a sexist movie, and that's part of why I've never watched it. I don't really know anything about it. I would always, I think I would often get it confused with Days and Confused and stuff before I saw Days and Confused. Yeah. Like, I never really know what that movie, really, never really knew what that movie was about. Yeah. So, yeah. But having said that, uh, women can be sexist, too. Yeah, and <laughs> but, speaking of sexism, let's get back into talking about this movie. <laughs> Should we transition no, to that or keep no, going? We'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, the music is by David Arnold, who we've talked about before, but as a reminder, he did the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. He did The World Is Not Enough, Shaft, Zoolander, which we covered on Patreon last year, Casino Royale, Hot Fuzz, which we've also covered in our past. So... We've listened to him before. I think the soundtrack to this movie is terrible. Did not like it at all. But he is kind of doing what the movie's asking for. I think so. Uh, The movie comes out June 6, 2003. It has a $76 million budget. Wow. Makes 127 domestically, and it makes 236 worldwide. So I wanted to compare it to the previous movie, though. Okay. This movie has twice the budget. Yeah. But it only does $30 million better worldwide. And it does less good domestically than the first movie. Oh, interesting. So, and, and one thing... You didn't thing, have Vin Diesel in it. I Yeah. I think that is a big part. I think it is a big part. Um, one thing that I noticed was, um, I you know, I don't know exactly what people think about all the movies, but I have a rough idea. But I wasn't sure about this one. I thought it was maybe the weaker of them, but I wasn't sure. And when we were watching it last night, I'm like, if this if this is a movie that people like, this is going to be a really hard series for Jordan and I to watch. Yeah. Because there's eight more movies after this for us to watch. So this is going to be tough. But I have since looked, and this is by far the like lowest rated, and for the most part, people don't really like this movie. What a relief. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who like it in the way that I like The Phantom Menace. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, I'm a Fast and Furious person. I like... I mean, I had fun watching it. Yeah, it is a fun watch. I, but I did get burnt out yeah. by the end. Well, you know, I, I've noticed this about you and I. 
We sometimes like to, th- I, well, at least I like to think that I'm someone who could sit down and watch like a crappy movie and have a lot of fun and laugh at it. But but I get burnt out really fast. I, I could well, never be. there's nothing be... to hold on to. Like the, the story didn't make sense. So there's nothing to hold <laughs> right. on to. The most fun, bad movie that I've seen probably is Vampire's Kiss. I think The Room beats it for me. The Room is a good one too. But Vampire's Kiss was like, I was locked in the whole time. Yeah, that was a good one. And it was very terrible and funny. And I feel like that one had, I mean, that movie doesn't make much sense either, but I feel like it kind of had a through line. Like he just, he thought he got bit by a vampire the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) But The Room's a good one too. What's funny about it though is that's just not a logical movie. Right. But I, I guess I just I, like I could never be a mystery science theater guy. No, you know what I mean? No, because I think it would bum me out after a while. Yeah, I mean, Eclipse completely broke me for an episode because I hated it so much. <laughs> so it's hard to to get into it if you're not into it. Right. But um, yeah. So <clears throat> here's the crazy thing: before they made this movie, they wrote two scripts. One was the movie we got, and then there was another script. And can you guess what happens in the other script? Um, Paul Walker and Dom fall in love. Well, we don't know exactly, but Vin Diesel yeah. is in that script. Yeah. So right off the bat, they write two in case he doesn't want to do the second one. Okay. Which is kind of crazy because I I'm a little confused at his clout as an actor. What is mean though they did they like say like we want to make a second movie and he's like show me the script and then i'll say yes or no and they're like yeah well i guess we got to write two in case because we're doing this either way and spending all this money i think that's exactly what that's ridiculous man but it's just interesting because there you know you hear things about vin diesel being a very hard actor to work with Uh and i think he has some quotes that i'm going to read in a second Uh which i think i'm actually on his side about okay but it's interesting because right now I think he is a minor like box office draw, but he's not the Vin Diesel that we know now, and he's not a he's not like a Keanu Reeves or something like that. Even in this time period, well, I guess this would have been Matrix, but you know he he's not an A lister, right? So it seems interesting to be this particular when you're not completely an A lister. But I think he did make a good choice because this movie's bad. But, but we don't know what the other bad. one was. That's the yeah. whole thing. So they offered him $25 million to return, okay. which is That's a lot. That's a lot, lot of money. money. Um, and he said no. And he said um, he, he refused after reading the screenplay because he felt that it was inferior to the first movie, and he chose instead to do the Chronicles of Riddick. He, he was more excited about that. So he didn't do it. Um, and then Which this, I gotta know if that movie's good at some point. Well, we should cover it sometime. I know, because I've seen it on TV somewhat, and every time I'm like, this has got to be a comic book, right? I don't know why, it just has it a comic cool. book feel. And then I always liked what I saw. It does look cool. But I cool. haven't seen it at any part of it for over a decade, probably. Right. But that's just my memory of it. There are how many? I think there's three there might be four oh. i know that there's three but there might be four so we could definitely cover it on this podcast and it's not a video game i don't it think just so. feels like it you know maybe it it's does. the time period though maybe there is something we'll yeah. we'll learn all of these things when we cover it okay <laughs> um but he has this quote about it he said 
they didn't take a Francis Ford Coppola approach to it. Huh? Which uh, is this is yeah, funny. Come on, the, <laughs> the first movie was Francis Ford Coppola tear for you. <laughs> I get what he's saying, but it's also very pretentious to say about okay. a movie where people flex muscles, look at girls, and drive cars. It's good to have high standards, absolutely, and to respect yourself. But you were in a muscle car movie. Yeah, where you stole DVDs, and that was the plot of the movie yeah. was stealing <laughs> DVD players. But they didn't take a Francis Ford Coppola approach to it. They approached it like they did sequels in the '80s and '90s when they would drum up a new story unrelated for the most part and slap the same name on it. I do like that. I do agree, I do with, agree with that. Yeah. But it, it is just kind of like, also though, like tone it down a little bit, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I don't even remember this. This is my last note. I, I don't remember Ja Rule being in the last movie, but he was. Um, ja Rule is the guy, one of the masterminds behind um, Firefest. Yeah. More recently in the news. Yeah. And a music star. That's why that name's ringing a bell. And he was in the first movie. I don't remember who he was, though. No. But what's funny is he was offered $500,000 for the role to, to reprise it in this movie. Okay. And he turned it down, uh, even though in the first movie he was only paid 15000 Holy crap. <laughs> and Singleton, the director of this movie, had a quote about it. Okay. He said... Ja got too big for himself. He turned it down. He turned down a half a million dollars. He was acting like he was too big to be in the sequel. He wouldn't return calls. Okay. Enough said. If he would have taken that money, maybe they wouldn't have uh, done Firefest because he would have been he a happier have guy. Maybe it himself. <laughs> That's what I got for the movie. Okay. So in this movie, we have... Um, let's go bottom up. Devin Aoki, who plays, let's get the actresses, let's get the character name, uh, who plays Suki. She is in Sin City, DOA, Dead or Alive, and Debs. I've had the hiccups a lot today. Um, and then we have Ludacris. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not know he was in this early. And apparently this is like his first legit, uh, movie. Oh, and okay. John Singleton, because John Singleton works with a lot of rappers yeah. and people in that scene. You know, he he's the one who, because Boys in the Hood is it's Ice Cube, I think. It okay. might, it might no, be Ice-T. That's, that's so... That's, okay. Um, okay. And I'm getting them confused because of their names, folks. Yeah. Don't go too crazy with that. Um, and, but one of them is in Boys in the Hood, yeah. and that was kind of like their breakout. Got it. Got but it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's Ice Cube. I'll look it up while you talk. Um, so Ludacris has also been in Crash, Snow Dogs, Empire, New Year's Eve. A ton of music videos, obviously, for himself, but for other people. And doing a lot of voice acting and all that stuff. Uh, Eva Mendez. She's also in Hitch. Uh, she plays the character of Monica. So she's in it's Hitch. It's Ice Cube. I can, like, see the cover of my Yeah, head. did not know Cuba Gooding Jr. was in that movie. Oh, me neither. He's on the cover. Um, okay, so Hitch, the other guys, Place Beyond the Pines, Once Upon a Time in, in Mexico, Lost River, Training Day, Ghost Rider. And then Cole Hauser, uh, who plays the big bad guy, uh, Carter Verone, he is in Goodwill, Hunting, Dazed and Confused, Rogue, something, I didn't write down the full name, Running with the Devil in Yellowstone, the show. So let's pause on this guy. What's yeah. what's this guy's name again? This actor name? Um, 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 um Cole Hauser. Cole Who, Hauser. So this movie's going, yeah. and I'm just like, this guy is 
looks perfect. And I'm not even saying like hot or anything. He's just like, like he's Adonis, you know, he's just statuesque. Who mm-hmm. is this person? He looks like old Hollywood. But he's also like not, he, 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 did, he didn't look good. No, no. <laughs> Which but, was the weird thing about it. But like, he just looks like, we were trying to figure out the whole time, like, who does he look like? You said he looks like the guy that I already forget his name of, well, and I'll never remember I, his name. This is very mean, but I said he looks like an ugly Paul Newman. Well, you said that at first, and then you said... He also looks like Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas, who is the basketball coach in Glory Road. Yeah. Um, And then, but, but when you said Paul Newman, I'm like, that's totally it. Because we're talking about the sting. This old Hollywood feel. Old Hollywood feel. And then I look up who this guy is, and he is the (laughs) great-grandson of one of the Warner Brothers. Like one of the The Warner Warner Brothers. Brothers. And his dad founded the production company Warner Sisters. Which, a guy should not start Warner Sisters, first of all. That's funny (laughs) and hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. and so this, so what, what I was going to say, he's a real army hammer type where he is just this, <laughs> like, he comes from old money. He looks perfect because of genetics and, but it's boring to look at, but him. he is so boring to look at <laughs> and he's not, his performance was so boring. We're just like, give us a little bit of something. Come on. He has like one scene where he's kind of good. Um, but he, so this his performance in this movie rang to me, especially after you said the Warner Brothers thing. Yeah, it rang to me as they hired this guy, um, potentially out of nepotism. Like someone was like, "You got to hire him. He's my grandson. Like he needs a movie." Potentially, I'm. He's got guessing. a pretty successful successful career. But it but it kind of yes. had that feel. Um, but then what it really had for me is it had the feel of an actor that was unwilling to do what the director asked. Yes, because his. His choices and the things he were doing were so boring in a movie that is so cartoonish. Yeah. He's playing it, like, very subtle. It's like he thinks he's in a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah, and also this performance wouldn't work in that either. <laughs> uh, and and it, it, it rang to me as the kind of thing where, like, maybe he does the take and they're like, okay, can we try it again, but maybe it's more animated? And he said, no, we're going to move on. Yep. And then maybe John Singleton's like, hey, your dad... Your dad's dad is Warner Brothers, so I can't really say anything. Yep. <laughs> Even though this is a Universal movie. Oh yeah, but that's that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, not great. He's really bad in this movie. He really is. bad. Very bad and very boring. Just boring. And then lastly, we have Tyrese Gibson, um, who plays Roman or Rome. Uh, he also is in Baby Boy, Transformers, Rogue Hostage, uh, Dangerous. And masked singer. He was a masked singer. <laughs> um, so here's the thing with him. I think I'm going to say a pretty sweeping statement, and it might make some people mad because they've been requesting this series. I think everyone in this movie is borderline terrible. Yeah. I think Tyrese is awesome, and he's the only person that's locked in. He's in this having movie. fun. You can tell he's having fun. He's he's like exactly what the movie needs. Yes. Actually, so, I will revise. I think Ludacris is also locked in. Actually, yeah, he's good too. He's number two. Um, Paul Walker is better in this movie than the first one because in the first one we mentioned how it just feels like he's new to this. Yeah. So, like, I think especially if we went back to the first one and it's like, oh, he's way better than the second movie. Still not great, but yeah. it's like I know he'll get better. It's like it's as if he has more confidence. This movie. Yes. Um, and I'm hoping that by the, I think, because I don't think he's in the next movie. I think in the fourth movie, I'm hoping that he becomes this beloved person that would make everyone cry in 
in episode seven of the series because I can't imagine me crying with this character. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I I couldn't. I can't even understand that as a potential at yeah. this point. Yeah, <laughs> crying for Brian. Yeah, I don't know about that, but we'll see. So should we dive in? Yeah, this movie starts with a lot of boobs and a lot of butts. Yeah, uh, maybe we should talk about that. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But... Well, I do. Okay. But not in the way that maybe some of you <laughs> thought. I thought it was interesting when we watched The Fast and the Furious, we talked with Olivia about that, and we were kind of like surprised that this movie that came out in 2001 was not more sexist than... Sexualizing. Sexualizing, yeah. Yeah. Um, they throw that out the window with number two. Oh, this yeah, this one is, is what like, I was expecting from the first movie. Yeah, exactly. This is like the male gaze behind every shot. And like every scene they walk into, they're talking about how hot all the women are. And at one point, uh, Tyree, Roman's character is like, see the bubble on that? Yeah, he, he, calls, he calls the bar they go to a ho-asis. Oh, that's right. A ho-asis. Yeah. So... That's... Which was so funny that whole the way they designed that club and the people. I felt like we stepped into a sci like a bad sci-fi movie. Didn't it look really seti? It did. It did, it, but it also like everyone is dressed in a way that's like <laughs> this is a sci-fi movie now. Maybe like they're uh, trying really hard. Maybe I love this movie the more we're talking no, about. No, I don't. It. No, I don't. But yeah, that that set of that bar was like I, yeah, I it couldn't was bad. I couldn't help but cheap. think about like the practicality of how they shot it rather than actually like it just really didn't look like a club. No, it didn't look great. The music like didn't there was something about it like it wasn't loud enough or something where to where it just felt like you know, I could see the actors just you know m doing their motions as there's no music playing, you know, if you ever see behind the scenes of club scenes where there's yeah. no music. It, it, you could just like see all the artifice. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but yeah, so the movie starts. Yeah. We're introduced to Ludacris right off the bat. And he's kind of this guy who organizes races. He doesn't race anymore, though. Is that what he said? I don't remember. He said something like that. Yeah. You know, everyone's got a crazy pass in street racing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so he's organizing this race he's got two racers one he's got three racers oh three racers he's got the pink car he's got the yellow car he's got the red car and one of them is you pointed it out is is like i pointed both of them out micah one of them is the the ringer the dude from uh the bench warmers who is the pitcher yeah yeah the second one is the dude in The Dark Knight Rises who's like FBI undercover and gets killed very quickly. Yeah. And I just was basically like, I can't forget those eyes. They're gorgeous. So I think that's him. And you're like, I really don't think it's him. And, and then there were a couple shots straight on. And I'm like, on Michael, and I'm like, look at those eyes. Like, we didn't even look him up. Beautiful we eyes. know it's him. We didn't have, I didn't have to. Yeah. He's just got the, he's just got the best eyes. So there's going to be this race, but they, they, have, they need one more player. Yeah. Pl they need player four. Yeah. And so to plug in his Lud controller. <laughs> Ludacris calls Paul Walker, I mean Brian, yeah. and he says, Hey, I got a race. You want it you want in? You gotta be here in five minutes. And Brian goes, I could I could use the money. Mm -hmm. And he drives down there, he drives in this goofy looking car, and he's shooting steam at people to keep them away from his car, which already is like, what's going on here? Yeah. Shooting steam. He pulls up and he he says, Hey, let's do thirty five large on this race. Yeah. 
And the other people go, nah. And then he does basically an old trick in old Marvel comics where he says, oh, yeah, you don't want to do something? Why don't I call you a coward? Yeah. And then they're like, okay, fine, we'll now do it. Now I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. So they go racing. This is an actual race this time. It's not a drag race. Like yeah. It's just a strip. There, There's a little course to this. Um, this was the best scene of the movie. It was fun. I The... the effects of them racing felt so i've not seen speed racer but i imagine it's what speed racer looks like speed racer the, the movie way the live action movie but, but like yeah yeah like a little bit like it and i yeah. we i was just like do you think that this is they know what they're doing or if this is just dated effects and now it looks different in a cool way yeah because because it's not realistic if that's what they were going for at the time no. this movie was made it it looks it looks really bad as far as realism, but I dug the style. It was I, fun. I actually thought this race was like, I mean, if this is the movie, I'm going to like this movie because this is cool. It looks really fake, but in a fun way. There's definitely like CGI all over the place. Yeah. But it was so stylized. But I, the, a lot of the shots, I was like, I know they're not going for that in this shot, but it looks cool to me now. Everyone's 20 got years later. NOS too. And I feel like, they just had a, a label maker to put <laughs> NOS on their <laughs> steering wheels. <laughs> it didn't look very... Official? Yeah. And they they all have their computers that, that the camera will like zoom into and go through all the circuits and stuff. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're racing. Then Ludacris has a big surprise and he lifts part of a bridge. Yeah. And, um, of course, Brian wins. And Oh, are you going to gloss over the fact that... Um, the one guy is beating him. He hits the jump, and Brian hits it with yeah. more NOS, and he jumps over, over him, him in the air. It makes that guy crash. And that feels like, that feels like okay, that's what we're going to get yeah. in the rest of the movies. That's what I want. Yeah, is, is that level of insanity. Yeah. And then... Um, so the race ends, he wins, he gets his money, yeah. but uh, and then Eva Mendez is there. And she says, time to go. And uh, he's like, why? And the police show up. They, th this Miami, Florida has got more police officers than I've ever seen in any other major city. They got more police officers than John Wick's got assassins. Uh, potentially, because later <laughs> on in the movie, it's like, it's like 50 police cars yeah. going after them. It's crazy. <laughs> but the police show up. They get to Paul Walker, or Brian. They arrest him. You're, you're glossing again, okay. but but this is a big one for you. They're driving. Okay, the movie's already been crazy, but it's still somewhat in the same realm as the first movie. Yeah, you almost, how, how you almost I, did a spit take there. A cop st sticks his head out the window. He has this like electronic propulsion grappling gun. That shoots to his car and attaches itself to his car and like deactivates his car. Yeah, a thing yeah. that does not it's exist. Like an, it's like an EMP blast. It doesn't exist. <laughs> you know. And that's the only high tech thing in the entire movie. I know, I know. The entire movie. Because I think leading up to this point, we were like, it's a little bit crazier, but I don't think they're really going for it yet. Like what we're going to be seeing in the f in yeah. future movies. And then that happened and you were like, nope, I'm wrong. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. right now <laughs> so he shoots this electronic propulsion grappling gun at him tears his car down and then he's back at interrogation and this is all just a convoluted way of them basically saying undercover. <laughs> we need you undercover again even though 
you know, you lost it in L.A. because of that other person. Because you fell in love. You got too close. Yeah. And I, as a as a if I was like younger watching this. Yeah. Like a kid, even though it's not quite appropriate for children. Nothing bugs me more than in a sequel when it's like, what happened to his girlfriend in the last movie? And they don't even talk about her. Yeah. Yeah. Because they make it some big like destined thing like, oh, they're perfect for each other. Like they need to be together forever. Yeah. That's Dom's sister. That's a big deal. Yeah. And no, not spoken of, not seen. Yeah. And then we'll get into the whole, whatever this whole thing is with Eva Mendez. Oh, that yeah. is like the worst scripted, <laughs> even sexual tension ever. It's just weird. Oh, by the way, when we get to the boat scene, I looked up deleted scenes and there was nothing. What? I, I, I looked through the deleted scenes, couldn't find anything. Cause I was like, why is that happening? But we're going to get yeah, to we'll it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um. <laughs> so yeah, he needs to go undercover again because this guy Carter Verone is some kingpin drug guy or something, yeah. and they need to take him down. Big organized crime thing, and he's got to be a racer. And then you know they they've assigned him you know this cop, and he asks this cop some questions, and no, finds out he's not he doesn't know anything about cars, and he's like, oh, you want me to work with this guy? Uh, I mean, I mean, this is what I'm working with. We got to go to Barstow, California. And we got to get, I got to choose my driver. Roman something is his name. Yeah. So they go to Barstow, California. Destruction Derby. Somewhat to find a guy that he's known his whole, since he was a kid. And it's, yeah, Destruction Derby where cars are just smashing into each other. Yeah. And this guy's got quite the record. And he's on house arrest. He can't even be a hundred yards away from his house. And the, when the thing ends, he sees Brian and he's like, crap, not that guy. <laughs> yeah. And then Brian chases after him. They fight for a long time in the One dirt. of the worst like wrestling scenes I've ever seen. They in a fight movie. for a long time. And it, it's very like, feels like you're watching two little kids like trying to hurt each other, yeah. you know? And what's fun. So, yeah. So th I think it's funny that it's like he's on house arrest. He can only, he can't go farther than a hundred yards from his house. So there's a RV parked on the lot yeah, yeah. of this place and you're like well that's the hack if you're on house arrest just get an I know, rv i know because theoretically by this logic if you're on house arrest you you say oh no i don't have a residence i have an rv sorry and then you can go anywhere in the continental u.s you want to <laughs> I well i guess you'd probably have to stay in the state but you could still be like hey i'm gonna drive I up know. to i don't think anything would go off <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, because of checking in with parole officers and oh, stuff, well, you can't he, leave. You the can state. get that done. Yeah, but but you you know, it could be like, hey, let's go camping to Crater Lake. I know I'm on house arrest, but I'll just bring the RV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do like about <laughs> these characters that I don't think is like very well written, yeah. but I think it's good motives and stuff. So like, um, Roman hates Brian now because he blames Brian for being the reason why he has a record and why he's in jail. Uh huh. And he keeps talking about he was in jail for three years. He keeps saying that over and over yeah. again. And then, like, way later in the movie, they're having, like, a heart-to-heart. -heart. They're finally talking about it. And basically, he says, like, when you when you became a cop, that was it. That's, like, why I blame you for everything. Yeah. Because it just feels like you betrayed me by becoming a cop. Right. So it's like, I like I like that they got there. Uh-huh. But they talked about it so much throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, way too much. Yeah. Um. So then he comes back. He goes to Florida with them, and if he completes this mission, he'll they'll wipe his record clean and he'll no longer be on house arrest. Yeah, and one thing that's hard for me in in this series, and and I I mean I don't know anything about cars, 
But I think Mitsubishi's look kind of silly and like pretty much anyone could buy a Mitsubishi. Yeah. And so not whenever that one, dude. Not but whenever they show them, I'm just like, that's a car that doesn't look cool. It's so dated, though, I think. Yeah, but uh, I that does lead me to, I do want to let everyone know that this episode is brought to you by Mitsubishi. So please go buy Mitsubishi and use promo code MacabrePodcastUniverse to get $20,000 off of your <laughs> Mitsubishi. Wow. So We should use that. Yeah, that'd be great. And then just resell it. So they both get souped up cars. We find out Eva Mendez is also an undercover cop. She's deep in it. She's so close to Verone. They're probably <laughs> sleeping together because they're saying that throughout the whole movie that she's so close to him. Yeah, yeah. She's in too deep. Um, but they, she takes them to Verone and they basically, them and a bunch of other guys. But have, when, when they're driving there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul Walker, I, I don't remember why he does this, but he turns to Eva and says, like, oh, do you not trust me driving you or something like that? And then he stares at her and starts speeding up the car and never looks away. And then he slams on the brake, and then Tyrese gets out, and he's like, what are you doing? You're crazy. And then he goes, oh, did he do the stare and drive? That's my move. <laughs> oof. Yeah. Yeah. Big oof for me. But we had to And throughout talk about the movie it. too, Tyrese cause just keeps saying, like, you're all about the women. You get in too deep with the women. Yeah. That's your weakness. Yeah. And it's like I mean, yes, because of certain motive things, choices he makes later is because of those things, but I don't believe that. Yeah. Because they didn't they forgot to write that part in, I think, that he falls in love with her. Yeah, they did. They well did. Th- that that's what's so weird is there's so there's a <laughs> let's just talk about it a little bit. So it's like they have these sexual tension scenes, but they're kind of only sexual tension because we've seen enough movies to know it's sexual tension. They're not like earned sexual tension. There's no scenes. chemistry there. There's no chemistry. There's there's only like a couple of like quippy little banters between the two. Yeah, they don't really talk together that much. Yeah, there, there's there's not like a scene where they you know, hey, when I was seven i drove my first car and i it was so fun i I don't know i mean what a terrible scene that would be but there's no heart to heart and then there's this scene later in the movie where she warns them that um verone's gonna kill them verone's gonna kill them she's like you gotta get out you're done and so like brian's been staying in a boathouse (laughs) which is not established which i feel it's fine it's fine that did not establish it but it just feels kind of weird to go to a boathouse and he's just like chilling there well, it so just no, really like, feels like there's like, a deleted she, scene. She like wakes him up from her sleep. Yeah. And she is wet. She's wet. Her hair is wet. Her wet like like she jumped in a pool. It's like she swam in the ocean to get yeah, to him yeah. on his houseboat. And she's it, wet and they don't explain why she's wet. And, and folks, if you're thinking we're going crazy, if a character is wet in a movie, they're on a movie set. The char- they don't actually have to like jump in pools and stuff. So it is a conscious choice where yes. someone in makeup and hair is making her hair so that it looks like it well, has been in the water. Get, are they like the audience will, because of implications, they'll know that she had to sneak her way here on a boat and jumped in the water to swim the rest of the way. I don't know. And then and they didn't sleep together that night, did they? They never slept together at all. They never slept together ever. And so in that scene, <laughs> I, when I the get it at all. Verone's dudes are going to come in and uh, the Roman is like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, uh, stalling for time. She's like, you guys gotta get out of here. You gotta get out of here. They're, they're gonna kill you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. Wet. She's wet. She's like, you gotta get out of here. He's like, okay, okay, but you gotta get out of here right now. And she's like, okay. And they kiss. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Why do they kiss? They're, they're, it, wasn't, it wasn't even like a slow down. And it's like, be careful though. 
I'll be, I'll be careful, but you be careful too. It was just like, oh, oh, oh okay. And they kissed. It, it was like, it was like, a, hey, Jordan, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I love you. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> it, it was yeah. like that kind of a kiss. I know. It made no sense. There was, and they never had a triumphant kiss. No, because at the end of the movie, they're like, you guys did a good job. You got <laughs> your records expunged. You're good to go. And she's like, it was great working with you guys. And she's walking away and she does the look over her shoulder at him again. Almost, Almost runs, runs into, into a, a tree. tree. <laughs> that's that's the end of the relationship. <laughs> it, I mean, by the logic of this movie, they're just saying if a man and a woman are in the same room, they fall in love. And you should know that. That's that is well, I grew it. Up, up expecting that. <laughs> I'm very unhappy. <laughs> <coughs> Wait, what are you saying? I'm joking. So they have to like do this mission for Verone to prove that they're trustworthy and good and stuff. And of course, Brian and Roman win this mission. Oh, we're not going to talk about the mission. They're racing to, to a certain place at a car where they get this package. There's a scene where a Clearly, guy, I don't care about the movie because <laughs> I, I, I don't remember anything. There's a, so there's multiple gangs that are trying to go to this car in impound that has something in the glove box. And the guy, one of the guys from like the other gangs is following them and he goes in between two semis oh, and like man. bounces around like a ping pong ball. It's all CG. It looks horrible. And then like the semis like f it drives over his car and crunches him. Yeah, that's a bad way to go. I think we see the guy later in the movie too, which is like, huh? He's dead. There was it was pretty confusing on the people in this movie because later on in the movie when they're racing those guys for the cars, yeah. and then later on, <laughs> later on in the movie, Roman makes some joke about like, you guys mad because we took your cars, and I'm just like thinking that's not the same people, <laughs> right? Right? I don't think well, it's the same people. It's too fast and it's too furious for True. us for our blood. So they go into this impound thing. They get this car. Also, an another thing that I never understand about movies, and if someone is a car person, actually let me know because I would be curious. But I used to own a car that had stick shift and had five gears. And obviously, if you're in first gear, you can only reach a certain speed. Like, let's just say it's 20 miles an hour if you're topping out. So when someone throws a car in reverse and drives backward at like 70 miles an hour, I'm pretty sure that's not possible because there's only one gear for your reverse. So you could only go 20 miles can, per hour. What if you can shift in reverse? I don't think you can. No, because I think you would just go back to what you were at. Yeah. So I'm very confused by that. And that happens a lot in movies mm -hmm. where, or, or even a car in manual, like turns around and it's going reverse and they're just, they're just hauling mm -hmm. 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Easy. Would like to know that too. Okay. So, so they get it. They take it back to Rome. It's just a cigar. This guy has so many cigars in his mouth throughout the movie. He doesn't smoke. <laughs> he doesn't smoke one of them. And they talk about stuff that I don't even care or know about. And obviously this is a point in the movie where it's like, exposition i'm yeah. bad i'm yeah. bad guy i do bad things we need to do this bad thing and you help that's yeah. basically what's going on there, there's also this other cop that's like assigned to the same mission that's like not undercover he's and, a dirty cop and he's like blowing the cover no 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 like the main guy that's not the guy from the first movie because oh, like the head of it? Yeah. Oh, God, that guy is so bad. And he's not good in this movie. And he, at one point, is like, here, he's holding a gun. And he's like, 
here, hold this. And he throws the gun. <laughs> he like He was aiming at someone's face, which makes me think, not on safety. The gun's not on safety. And he just throws it to <laughs> And I'm sure in that says, moment, the actor, <laughs> and I'm sure the actor was like, "That was good improvising." I just threw it because I'm that pissed. I really channeled it. And then John says, "Can we do another take?" And he said, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make any sense. <laughs> no. So, uh, uh, they they then go to Ludacris, who's at this boat heaven place. I'm just calling it that because... It's like his headquarters. Okay, the the camera pans, we see a girl's... We nearly see her butthole. <laughs> <laughs> we pan across, and then Tyrese is like, oh, oh, he's floating he around says, like Pepe Le Pew. You see the bubble on that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and they're having boat races, and this is when Ludacris is like, I don't do, I don't do racing anymore. Which oh. I do hope... I hope that whenever he's back in the series... I've seen him behind the wheel in a trailer. I know, but I hope that there's a scene where they're like, Ludacris, we need you to get behind the wheel again. And he's like, no, I gave that up 15 years ago. And they go, we need you for this one job. And then as he's driving, he's like, "Woohoo! <laughs> this is the best. Why did I give this up? That's what I hope happens. Um, Here's another thing. Beyond the tagline, or the, uh, the titles in this movie that I love. I actually think Tyrese's whole character thing where he's trying to eat the whole movie is great. Mm -hmm. The whole movie, anytime they go anywhere, he's like, you going to pay for this so we can eat it? Or can you order this? Or when they're at the cops, he's like eating their food. And then later in the movie, he is, he talks about how when he was in prison, he never had good food and he thinks he's going to go back to prison. So he's eating whatever he can, Mm -hmm. whenever he can. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? I thought that was a nice touch. I thought so, too. I, I mean, Tyrese steals this movie. Yeah, he's good. He's really great in this movie. Yeah. And his character is probably the the most well-written out of all of them, too. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So they have to meet the Verone guy at a club that we previously talked about as a poorly constructed <laughs> uh-huh. set. And um, they are taken into this back, like, VIP room. And this dirty cop is brought back there. And they put a rat on his stomach <laughs> with a metal bucket on top. And he starts heating up the bucket with like a blowtorch <laughs> to, so that the guy will comply and do something that he wants. That's yeah. police involved. And he's just making everyone watch. And it's like, this is a pretty gnarly it's thing. It's so silly. It is. It's but like, so silly. It's pretty gnarly. And this is like the one moment where the, the actor almost goes nuts. I know, because before this, he's talking to them, and he's playing it so subdued, and I said to Jordan, what I need from this guy in a movie that's this cartoonish is I need him to go Michael Keaton Batman, where he's smashing stuff, and he goes, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And then the very next scene, he starts, you know, like, frying this rat on this guy's chest so that it'll gnaw through him, (laughs) which is... It's just one of those things where I bet the screenwriters were like, we are so clever for thinking of this torture. I wonder if some one of them read American Psycho or something. It just feels, it's like a silly way to torture someone, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's, but I bet they were so proud of themselves when they made it up. Yeah. So I'm just kind of laughing during the scene. Um, but that was the one time he almost went nuts, but he still doesn't go full on. Yeah. 
And um, that's the, you know, that's the, what is he, the Hoasis, of course. Yeah. But in the scene previous to this, there is the drag race scene. Yeah. What is going on in this scene? So they like. First of all, the, why, the why of it all, there's well, no well, they why say they, <laughs> What I'm confused about is they say, okay, Tyrese, I'm Paul Walker. We need to get two extra cars because our cars right. are bugged. That's right. But that's so dumb that earlier in the movie they're given these <laughs> race cars and they're being they're track they have trackers on them and they start driving fast and the police think that they're running away. <laughs> you gave them fast cars. You can't like trust them a little bit that they have to go over sixty five on the freeway. It makes no sense. So they have to get oh, cars. They needed at least like four more passes on this script. What's going so on? They need cars without trackers on them. So they they do a race with these two dudes for their cars. And instead of trading cars, it's winner take all. But what what I so what I love about this motive though is they're like, okay, so we need to get two more cars. Okay, that sort of makes sense. You could also just get one more for you both to escape, I, or you know, but whatever. Yeah. Okay, go yeah, with the movie. I don't know why they need two, uh, but, but they're they're yeah. very specific that they need two. Yeah. But then, what they do after that is they they get the two cars, and then toward the end of the movie, they do all this stuff, and the police know about it. But then, then they break out with like hundreds of cars, so they really didn't need to win mm -hmm. these cars. And then at the end of the movie, they like give all the money to the police except for like a oh, couple well, we thousand bucks. Oh, we haven't gotten to this part, that stuff yet. No, I know, but it, it's very weird because it's like they don't even try to like run away from the cops. They're like, "Hey, we did it." No, I know, and it makes no sense. Uh, uh, so they race these guys uh, and they win their cars. I, yeah, it, it's this is this part of the movie. It's like, yeah, this is kind of what I want out of these yeah. movies. Yeah, this I want them to race. And he plays chicken. With the, with a guy and yeah, that's how he's it. able to beat him, but so it's fine. So that and then next, pretty much, even does a saying: "You guys are gonna get killed. You gotta get out of here." They kiss, yeah. I guess. Whatever. She's wet. Whatever. So pretty much. <laughs> Wait, but before we go from this scene, <laughs> <laughs> do you not remember that? Yeah, so, the, the gun thing. Well, all those guys like she's wet. Then they're about to leave, and um, Verone has his henchmen there. And they're gonna stop them. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Wait. Wait. Yeah. yeah he yeah, sends his he sends his henchmen there to take to I don't know case the joint to make sure they're there and they're gonna do the job. Uh huh. And then chaos kind of ensues. And then Verone shows up, and it's like, why is the head honcho showing up to this? Showing up to that's do the why busy the henchmen work. are there. He should not. He should be lounging by his pool right now. <laughs> the head guy does not do that. I don't. You you get you watch any mob mafia organized crime thing and you see that the head guy never does that kind of stuff he he knows that the police are watching him he has a dirty cop yeah on his payroll and he's like i'm willing to go to the place where they're gonna murder two people who i suspect are undercover cops yeah i know for ultimate implication so essentially he needs Brian and Roman to do some kind of job. And then the police are yeah. like, you guys got to do the job, but only up until a point. Cause we're like, if you take him here, we'll get him." And then a third thing is added where Roman and Brian are like, you know what? Let's just take it all for ourselves and just go away. Yeah. So it's like, okay, they're doing that one. 
Uh-huh. That's fine. That makes sense character-wise. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. And they abandon that one. So they, they even soup up their cars to do special things in order to make it happen. Yeah. And then they just let it go. Like, it's just does makes no sense. And I guess if... <laughs> if, if wait, wait, wait. <laughs> if the Eva Mendez, like, love interest thing was actually a real thing that existed in the story, okay. That's why. They uh-huh. didn't do it. And that is that is the obvious choice that he makes. But it's like... He, what? But you didn't. You guys forgot to write it in that part. I know. So it just doesn't make sense. And and so they have this big chase. It's okay. It's not that good. It's long. Um, and then they go into like a storage bin, and I think the cops are chasing them at this storage point. Bin. <laughs> like a, a store. A, yeah, storage unit. And then all the 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 garage goes up and hunt like. Probably a hundred cars pour out. And I, at this point, I was just so fatigued by everything that was going on. But I, it was just, that is impressive that they managed to it do was, that. It was a cool looking scene. I, yeah. I like how it looked and it's like a cool thing that they did. But now I'm thinking, okay, so their plan is to do all this. Steal this money, get Eva Mendez out, and and potentially like just implicate Verone enough that they don't have to worry about him. But, so now they're going to hire people who we've shown are like compulsive gamblers and need money and are kind of desperate they're gonna hire like a hundred of them to implicate themselves possibly go to jail and then they're not gonna keep the money that they stole how are they gonna pay all these people yeah or how are they gonna like they're just like for the, for the lovely game it could they could have said let's do it for family they could have but they didn't they because didn't. family's not in this movie no and so as this is going on everything's going according to plan and then brian finds out that the meeting point with Verone is not the meeting point that was originally agreed upon, which means the plan has been changed. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's because of Eva. I have to save her. So he goes and does that thing. Roman gets his dude out of the car by pushing a button and it. Well, first of all, of the, the James Bond theme song plays. And then it he says, no, it doesn't. Oh, but uh, they do have the composer for a couple James Bond movies. Yeah. Um, he says, um, ejecto seat. Yeah. <laughs> and, the 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 door flies off and this guy gets thrown out of the car and then in classic like 80s film kind of a thing for a movie that's PG-13 we cut to the guy they're driving like hundreds of miles well like a yeah. hundred miles on a on a straight stretch and they cut to him like in in like he's the Florida fine. marsh like fine. getting up from the seat yeah. he'll be just okay he's got an ejecto seat yeah I mean this movie is crazy I. I almost wonder if the movie, like, because this movie feels like it's trying to be grounded, but it's so insane, I wonder if some of the movies that don't care about being grounded will feel less insane than this movie. Yeah, we'll see. Does that make sense, what I said? No, but we'll see with whatever you said. Yeah. I'm sure it made sense to the listener. <laughs> You're like, I'm please don't out. repeat it. Um, but then Paul Walker tries to do the the seat. Doesn't work. Yeah. But then something happens. Well, Eva gets put on this really big boat that she's going to go sail away on with Verone. So he's yeah. like kidnapping her at this point because he knows that she's a cop. Uh-huh. Um, and then that guy, one of his henchmen, is going to kill Brian. Yeah. Uh, but Roman saves him, I think. I don't know. They get him out. And then his ejecto seat doesn't work. Right. Wow. So then he, they're all, they're both in the car now and they're like, we got to save her somehow. And they see the ship sailing away. And. 
they're like, I know, I've never been on this road before, but that looks like a ramp down there. Let's just r- drive off of it and see where we land. So he drives, jumps the boat, the jumps the car into the boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the idea of that, but mm-hmm. by this point in the movie, I'm just done with it. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, this this movie is crazy. Yeah. And then they arrest him. They jump the boat. <laughs> yeah. The bad guy does go to jail. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't die. Um and And then they're like we said earlier, you guys did your part, you're good, you're free to go. And yeah. and they say that first to Roman where he's like he's like, You really you're you're clean now, you're good. And he's like, Well, if that's true, then I guess I better give you this other giant bag of money that was in this car that I wasn't going to give you. Uh-huh. But I guess because you showed me respect or something i'm gonna give it to you made no sense so he gives this guy more money yeah and he doesn't even get in trouble for it they're just like hey flag this in evidence we got more evidence They're like oh tyrese yeah so they're walking away they're laughing like what a fun adventure and we find out that he did steal money yeah but not that much i mean he has bills strapped around his waist i mean it can't be more than a few thousand dollars really i think it's a lot more than that yeah, but if eat, I, I, I mean, let's not get into the weeds about how much money he's carrying. But, it, but it's like, I don't know. If you're gonna steal the money, steal more. I'm gonna say he's got a hundred thousand dollars on him. That's crazy. There's no way. Say that. There's no way. I'm just gonna say it. No. Okay. You're wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, and and then the movie's just over. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how bad this one is. It was very bad. I, I never want to see it again. Yeah. And then, and then next, so, so next week we have Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. which I have seen that movie, but I don't really remember what happens too much. I don't think any of the cast we have seen is in that movie, unless there's something with like Vin Diesel, like you know, meeting Tony Stark to meet up with the Avengers or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, so. That's going to be interesting. That's the only movie I've seen up to us watching this series. Interesting. And I didn't like it, so I, I was I've like... I thought it's good. I've been hearing that it's good, but at the time, I watched it, and I was like, I don't like this movie. I don't want to watch these movies, Yeah. and I never watched any of them Yeah. until now. So here we are. Um Please rate and review our podcast. Please, I'm begging you. We're going through this so far abysmal and, series <laughs> help and and next week we have a, a special guest on that mm-hmm. we have had on an episode last year that i think i've heard from a lot of people that a lot of people really liked it mm-hmm. so and this is another reason i think why we're doing this series because of this this person was converted into loving this series yeah and we want to be and i think that she can do it for us yeah so Let's do it. Next week, we'll be here. Go to patreon.com slash Micah McCaw and, and get all of your extra um, episodes and get us to 50 patrons so we can do our podcast on the entire Pixar mm-hmm. pantheon. Also, by now, I'm sure I have a bunch of cool new YouTube videos out, or maybe just one, but maybe more. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great to pump up my subscribers because... Yeah. That's that's one of my goals this year. I'm trying to trying to really get the subscribers. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make stuff that I believe in and think is cool. So Yes. Well, you're going to put out some really cool stuff this year. Yeah. So, uh, adios, folks. 